When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. That's right. And you and Q could not be dressed any more differently. And please welcome (laughs) Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? You know, I'm feeling sexy, y'all. I got back in the gym uh, this week for the first time since I've been out with my surgery. I lost a little weight, but the guns, they still gunning a little bit. They still gunning. <laughs> like a little water gun, though. <laughs> <laughs> Al is giving men in black. I'm giving an old woman on a cruise with a sequence and a cue going fishing. Okay, you know what? <laughs> well, you know what? That just goes to show as we grow, we need to stop. Fox soul people. Fight soul people. In our next contract, we need a stylist. We need a wardrobe budget. We need somebody to have us all coordinated as we move on into the future and get ready to take over the daytime talk or the nighttime talk landscape. Good luck with that, Q. <laughs> you don't think we're going to get it, Claudia? You got to speak it into existence, Claudia. You need more positivity coming from you, please. Go to the next thing, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm speaking to existence. We will get a huge wardrobe budget. Hey. Ambient studio. All right. Um, what y'all guys, what's your plans for this weekend? We got Halloween coming up. What y'all doing this weekend? Anything? Y'all know I don't like Halloween. Uh, at a minimum, though, I'm sure I'll end up at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, I love Halloween. I'm picking up my Halloween costume today. I've decided, oh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to wait till we do it on the show. When are we doing it on the show? Next I'm week? T- we, ain't doing it on, we ain't doing it on the show. I ain't wearing no damn costume. I told y'all I don't like Halloween. Tuesday. Tuesday. No, says Tuesday. Okay. So I'm picking up my costume um, today. I'm really excited about it. And I think I'm going to be back in Los Angeles and I'm going to try to go by and support Amber Rose. She's having a Halloween party. So I think I'm going to try to sneak by that for a little bit. Then I'm hit the Soho house because they're having like a champagne toast on the rooftop on Saturday. And I'm going to skip on down to West Hollywood. Claudia, you told me about West Hollywood. You were like, you got to do West Hollywood Halloween. So I'm going to take your advice and I'm going to do West Hollywood Halloween because you said it's like a parade, right? Not a parade in the street, but a parade on the sidewalks. It's like a parade of dangalangs. People will use any excuse and call it a costume. I saw one guy that wrapped a rope around everything, including his member. I said, what are you? He goes, it's Halloween, baby. I said, okay. So you'll see a lot of really in shape bodies. Um, there's a lot of eye candy. You'll have a lot of fun. There'll be beautiful girls, beautiful guys, a little bit of everything. And some of the costumes are really hilarious. It's actually a really good time in Hollywood, in, in West Hollywood. Santa Monica Boulevard shuts down. Uh, you will have trouble getting in and out, so you have to get Uber, please. You, It's so frustrating. It you said so- it's Santa Monica Boulevard, but it's in West Hollywood. Yes, like uh, in the neighborhood. Okay, got it. You know, that part of town. But that's like the safe part, and it's, it's, it's actually really lots of fun. There'd be some shady-ass costumes, though, so please take pictures and share with us. Please, please, please. Will do. I mean, I, I don't even like asking y'all anymore because I know Al is going to say a buttery Chardonnay and then he's going to say unlocking his better self. Stop asking then, damn it. <laughs> what are y'all drinking tonight? This ain't, the co- this ain't the cocktails with the queens. What we drinking ain't important no way. Well, this is actually more like cocktails with the queens. So oh. what are you drinking? Oh. Well, one at least. My leftover water that was on the desk <laughs> yesterday night. <laughs> <laughs> That same I'm, water. Same water. 
Pinups. Al, I'm sorry. That, that, that water is probably contaminated. <laughs> what kind of dust and lint in it? <laughs> ah, exactly. So I'm trying something different because I'm a little low on energy. So what I decided to do was put a power drink like into my a body fuel drink into my vodka. So I'm doing vodka and a body fuel drink. And the show we did two nights ago, that damn girl died in Panera Bread eating that, that damn drink with all that caffeine and stuff. You better slow down for your wreck out. <laughs> all right yeah, you okay said you so had blood pressure issues too how you slow down I do. yeah i do i do i do i only put a little bit just to give me a little energy i i'm telling you I, i'm the type of guy that reads my labels okay all right be careful al all right soulmates listen up we're looking for some more super fans to put to the test in a special Halloween edition of The Hot Seat, send us an email with your name, a photo telling us why you're a TGIF superfan, to TGIF at foxsoul.tv. Also, if you would like for your Halloween costume to be featured in our Halloween version of Hit or Miss, make sure you send your name, hometown, and a photo of your costume to TGIF at foxsoul.tv. And I like to throw in this, I just thought about this. Would it be cute to see some of the soulmates dress as us? Like, yeah, I would really love really. to see their interpretation <laughs> of this as funky Al and myself. Please feel free to do that as well. And just, oh, that would be interesting. That'd be hilarious. Okay. All right, y'all. Before we dive into some topics, we are kicking off the show by highlighting important facts about breast cancer awareness month with Did You Know? Okay, the pink ribbon has served as a prominent symbol of, in recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month since the early 90s. The concept of a ribbon was designed by a woman named Charlotte Haley, who started making the ribbons for women who were battling breast cancer. But did you guys know that breast cancer ribbons come in variety of hues? That there was hot pink for inflammatory breast cancer, teal and pink for both hereditary and gynecologic cancers, pink and blue for male breast cancer, and teal, pink, and green for metastatic breast cancer. I had no idea about this. What are your thoughts on these facts? Let's go to you first, uh, Q. Um, I, I, did, I didn't know about this either, and I don't mean to sound insensitive when I'm, when I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I think it's all great. I don't have the bandwidth to remember all those different ribbons. I have, in my mind, universally accepted the pink one as the cancer ribbon for all of them. And that's probably how I'm gonna have to continue to do that. Cause I can't remember all these different colors as well as all the LGBTQ letters of the alphabet. But I, I do think it is great that there is representation within the cancer community for everybody, but I'll be sticking with my good, my good old pink ribbon. All right. All right. Uh, Al, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, this was really interesting. I had no idea. And it finally makes sense because I went to a, this, I went to a breast cancer um, foundation dinner and I saw the different colors and I, I, it just went straight over my head. I didn't even think to ask because I've only recognized the, the pink one. So, Hey, this is really good to know. Thanks. Fox soul. Thanks for bringing this information to us. All right. Let's get into some topics. According to a new post, Artist Brian McKnight legally changed his name to match his youngest son. While promoting his new album, the singer wrote, so proud to introduce our son, Brian Kanoa Makoa Jr. to the world with the release of my new album, lovingly created for him. And he also added, I'm also proud to officially announce that I've legally changed my name to exactly match my legacies. My legal name is now Brian Kenora Makoa McKnight Sr. What are your thoughts on this announcement? And uh, do you think he just, just finding more ways to twist the knife on his older kids? Q? You know, it, it, it would be very lazy of me right now to just go in on Brian McKnight right now. That would be so simple. But when we were going over this story, I was thinking to myself, y'all, instead of getting upset with Brian McKnight and making him a villain, let's view this from a different lens. My mind makes me wonder what type of pain has he endured? Trauma has he endured? with these other relationships and this other marriage to make him want to in turn hurt these other people the way that he's hurting them. Something happened and what that something is only the family knows, but there is something that happened that has hurt this man to his core 
Um, and I'm not saying, you know, it's not his fault or it is his fault, but there is some trauma there. And all of this stuff that Brian McKnight is doing is response to the hurt and the trauma, in my opinion. That's a very uh, sensitive point and, and, and uh, gave him a lot of grace. Okay. Al, what do you think? Well, he's not going to get any grace here because it doesn't make any sense to me. He has two kids. He has Brian Jr. and he's got Nico with Julie, right? McKnight. But remember, he also has Brianna from a previous relationship. How can you humanly possible be a father and not want anything to do with the three kids that you have fathered or not be active in their life or not want them to be just as important as your newborn child. What type of message are you sending to your young daughter as it relates to men that she is futurely going to date from that when her father is doing this to them? I just don't like it. And I'm gonna tell you what else I don't like. I don't like the fact that his new wife is supporting this behavior. How dare you as a mother of a child don't want that child to know his sister-in-law, I mean, his sisters, his sister and his other two brothers. What parent does that? What stepmother allows that? All of this is very confusing to me. And Q, if you're right, if it's because he's been injured, then that's not fair to injure everybody else. It's selfish, it's short-sighted, and he needs therapy because all those kids should know each other. All those kids should support each other. And that stepmother, if she was a real, real wife, in my opinion, she would help facilitate that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. I think this is extremely petty. I, I, if, if it's giving like it's when your parent moves on, right, and remarries and starts a new family, you already feel like you're being replaced. You know, the new kids are gonna not care as much. And I feel like he's taken it to the next level. And if there is something that went down, and there had to be something, right? There's some misunderstanding, whether it's in his head or real. Um, to do this so publicly, like you know, you're famous. So people going to pick this up. We're going to talk about it. There's going to be think pieces on this. Now, his oldest son, Brian Knight, uh, to a fan that asked him if he would change his name to distance himself from his own father. And the son said, I'm not ashamed of the name that my ancestors had. I'll never change the name my own son now has. We are witnessing an obscene level of self-hate that has reached mental illness status at this point. That's a tight statement right yeah. there. That's a good statement. That's a good statement. And he exercises more maturity than the father, in my opinion. What were we gonna say, Funky? No, I was I was gonna say that summed it up completely. That 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 did it. And the combined with the other things he's done, talk about his daughter sexual like just being promiscuous and having to sue him and him settling with her, then like taunting her, oh, you took the lesser amount. Brian, get some help. It's, it's really scary at this point. Tyrese is speaking out after his ex-wife, Samantha Lee, shared that she regrets divorcing the R&B singer. Let's take a look at Tyrese's response. Packed up a one-year-old, put a COVID mask on top of the rain cameras, and I was literally in an airplane on my way home to fight for my marriage and my family. You're heartless. All right, guys, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, let's start with you this time, Al. Um, is there a level of don't care? <laughs> yes, there is. You can, that, hey, Al, guess what? This is a safe space where that can really be your answer in the show. <laughs> I know, I'm being messy. Uh, you know, this young lady's being smart in my opinion. We know that she's been going on live a lot lately. She's stepping into this space where she wants to be a personality. She has her own YouTube page. I definitely 100% see why the two of them got along and got together in the first place. They both are great attention seekers. They both play the internet. They both are wishy-washy she is hell and they both are toxic so i don't know and like i said before do i really care no okay <laughs> and you know tyrese is watching right now because i got word that he watches our show and he was not happy with some of the coverage i'm not going to put on blast how i know because i would reveal my source but he was not happy and he said that we we're very toxic me and my co-host and basically if we didn't pull it back that dot 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 
That's all I'm going to say. Go ahead, Funky. What you got to say? We toxic, and he is a whole <laughs> damn social media dumpster full of toxicity spewing into our timelines every day. Tyrese, go to hell. I think it's real lame, though. I'm going to come to his defense a little bit on the other person's side, on, on the female side. I think it's lame when people leverage the scandal of their breakups or the mm. celebrity of who they broke up to in an effort to get fame and notoriety. I hate this new culture that you become somebody because you're somebody's baby to mama or because you're somebody's ex. I just don't like it. And if I was Tyrese's other girlfriend, the one he just brought the two dogs for and the Range Rover, I would be upset because I'd be like, you supposed to be focusing on me. Why are you on the internet talking about your past broad? It's giving an R&B version of Krishan, Blueface, and Jaden. A little bit. You know, um, you're so obsessed with your past. Like, focus on the girl you have now. That's number one. Number two, I, I feel you on what you're saying, Funky. I, I think that's annoying, too, when people do that. But at this point, case, it's a little different because don't Tyrese go on and make lives about her and probably make some songs and stuff, too? That's true. Right? Um, I think that... She may have been found shady, but let's not act like we ain't seen with our own eyes how annoying Tyrese is and problematic he like I, I think anyone that agrees to be with him and date him and marry him is already like, wow, sis, like you are willing to take on a huge uh mm. undertaking. Like, I get why she left him. He mm. seems anno he's annoying. The more he talks, the more I'm like, ugh, shut up and just sing. Sing your complaints. And yes, I feel a way. Because we do what every single show does. We report on people that trend. Do we make you trend, Tyrese? You make yourself trend. If you don't like what the hell we got to say in this show, then don't act up. Don't film yourself crying on the internet. Don't say dumb stuff on the internet. We'll never report on you ever again. But to act your little veiled threats and the stuff that you've said that has gotten back to me because you wanted me to know. Oh, you can bleep. No, you're an R&B singer trying to act hard. And then you're going to be crying on the internet next week. So okay. miss me with the threats. And I'm sorry, production, just bleep me. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can go. What's the, I don't, what's another word to say it? Girl, you can go to commercial. Leave Tyrese alone. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and be a sweet lady. Coming up next, we are taking a trip to hell. I mean, Florida. And later, find out why Tiny is asking social media for $60,000. We'll be right back. Hi, Tyree. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing with crazy news stories in the state of Florida. And that's why we're giving you the 411 in what the Florida? Full disclosure, I have gotten a lot of messages like, don't just do Florida, don't just do Florida. I feel like y'all picking on Florida and let, let y'all defend them other states y'all from. So Florida is the funniest though. Florida is the funniest. I, I do got some dysfunction. I do think one, maybe you know, on a one-off show or a special or something, we should pick. I think it'd be crazy to pick a place like Rhode Island where people would think <laughs> something doesn't happen. And we get some crazy stories out of Claudia's hometown. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to find some crazy SH. I am totally uh, into it being fair. I, yes, I absolutely. I agree. We should do that. But right now, it's all about Florida. A Florida woman has been arrested and charged with domestic battery for pushing an elderly woman to the ground after she ignored the boiling water notice. Now, Jennifer Meredith told officials the argument was over the water because they are on a boil notice and the victim continued to drink the water without boiling it. Funky, any thoughts on this mess? Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say I moved to strike this from Florida. This is not a Florida problem. This is a white people problem, okay? This is an example of white people trying to enforce benign rules in places and on property that they have no authority. What is it to you, ma'am, sir, if the old lady <laughs> were to drink the Wait, damn water? Ma'am, sir. <laughs> like, hey, I'm just not understanding. ma'am, sir. We ain't going <laughs> to let that. Production, please do your thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, sir, you know, Benzino and white face because she didn't have no neck. Like, what is it to you if someone else, if the news said boil the water, but your neighbor, your roommate, whoever is drinking the water out the tap, 
What is it to you? And what about that would infuriate you so much that you felt the need to strike this woman? But this is the same thing that white people do to us at pools and stuff. They set out to enforce benign rules that they have no authority to enforce. And I'm just glad this time it was a white on white crime and not a Black Lives Matter situation. Funky, I can't believe you missed this whole story. It was a domestic dispute. So these two were lovers, is how I read the story. And this is a lesbian couple. And is baby, it though? You know good and well, you know good and well it was not a dispute over boiling water. Now we all have lesbian friends and have relationships, and those are some killer relationships. When they argue and they fight, they go for blood, baby. And in this case, she beat that love. She, I guess, she beat her her lover or pushed her down or something. But the sad case here is her lover is sixty over sixty five. So if you assault or batter an elderly person in the state of Florida, it is up to 30 years in prison and a fine of $10,000. I hope her roommate or lover or whoever she is doesn't press charges. You know, the older I get, the more I realize the stories that I'm not emotionally mature enough to speak on. So I'm going to tell myself to go on to the next the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's growth, Claudia. Hey. That therapy's working, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. A Florida man is mourning the loss of his pet deer after the animal was put down for attacking a man in a nearby yard. Michael Hansen told Fox 35 News every morning I'd go out and have coffee with him. He'd be in the house laying on my couch. I leave my slide glass door open. Hansen added, seemed like he was very friendly because he wasn't afraid of us. Makes me wonder if he wanted not to attack but play. What are your thoughts on the loss of Bambi, Al? Poor Bambi. Well, first of all, it's illegal to have a deer as a pet in the state of Florida, so we know he was already doing wrong with that. But the interesting part to me was how they killed the deer. But then I found out they slit the deer's throat and then they shot the deer in the chest. Now, I understand why they had to kill the deer because he bit a neighbor and they didn't know if he had rabies. So they slit his throat so that they could get the sample, the blood sample or the brain, I'm sorry, the brain sample so they could test it for rabies. But I don't understand why they had to shoot Bambi in the chest after slitting Bambi's throat. That, that does like seem a, like overkill. The end, to end the suffering. But see, here's, here's the thing I don't understand and I don't like about this with fish and wildlife. <laughs> Y'all was going to find out if the deer had rabies or not once the man started foaming at the damn mouth and running around like a rabid dog. And if he did have rabies, y'all were going to give him the appropriate medicine to treat the damn rabies. So with that being said, there was no need, in my opinion, to kill the deer. Human beings, we have, to we have torn down so many forests, so many habitats. We've encroached upon these animals' territory, and this is just what happens. Deers, historically, are not violent creatures. They tend to run, and I think using their their, their temperament and past reputation, I think that deer, this deer's life should have been spared at a minimum. I think that they should have picked the deer up and rehomed it, put it in, an, in another area. If anybody should have got in trouble, it probably should have been the man that was feeding the deer and, and kind of domesticated him because... Deer should not be domesticated, and this is what happened, but I definitely don't think they needed to tie the deer to a pole, slit its throat, then shoot it. At a minimum, they could have took it back to the Humane Society and euthanized it through lethal injection. That's really horrible, but that's that entitlement of humans, right, in the colonizer mentality. Like, everything is ours, and, you know, yes, we're on your property, your land, and you do what you normally do as a deer. We, you know, disrupt that flow with trying to domesticate you, and then you have to pay for it. It's, we see this happening all the time, not just with the animals. Okay. I guess that Walt Disney World is going viral after jumping into the Epcot Lagoon. The man allegedly took that leap of faith on an apparent $6,000 bet 
<laughs> All right. Six thousand dollars. Are y'all doing it? Funky, what yeah, do you think? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'm doing it for six thousand because it only costs a hundred to get in Disney World. So if they kick me out, I don't give a damn. And if I went to jail, my bail would probably only be about three to five hundred dollars to get out. So I'm still netting over five thousand dollars. It sounds worth it to me. And also, Florida is not taking this charge. I'm born and raised in Florida, and I know that this man ain't even from Florida because people from Florida do not go to Disney World. Oh my god! But damn. What do you think about that, Al? Would you take the bet? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's about $150, $170 to get in there. They're going to ban them for life. You can't ever come back. Yep, yep, Epcot's boring anyway. Yeah, it is. If you can't come back. I mean, yeah, give me the $5,000. As long as there's nothing in there like an alligator or a piranha or something in that lagoon, I'm good. I'll jump right in. Which there usually is down there. Really? There's a lot. Remember, there was a kid that got killed right by Disneyland. He got snatched up by that little uh, water. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, but he wasn't at the park. He was at like a neighboring like subdivision or something, wasn't he? That's too yeah. close for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, coming up next, Tiny is asking social media for sixty thousand dollars, and later find out which rapper is supporting Donald Trump. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We see you in the chat. Go ahead and hit that like button for us one time on this Friday night. All right, y'all. Tiny is asking social media to contribute $60,000 to help bring a security guard who was sentenced to one year in jail in Dubai. Now, the security guard received the sentence after claiming he was stepping in to protect Trey Songs from being attacked. Are y'all supporting Tiny's request? Al, what do you think about this? Well, I think Tiny can kick rocks. <laughs> That's what I think. Listen, Tiny, T.I., as well as Trey Song, in their music, in their life, they always talk about how much money they make and how they're flossing and how great their life is. Why are they asking the fans? People, I don't know that man. We don't know who that security guard is. It was protecting Trey Songs. Why don't Trey Songs do some type of campaign to raise the money? It protected him from something happening to him. Why doesn't Trey Songs' record label come up with the money? It's $60,000. That type of money these guys spend in the nightclub, especially in the strip club, one day out. Why are they asking us, the working class, the less fortunate than them, to pay for somebody who we don't even know? I agree. I'm like, why are we in it? Right. I don't know that, man. Funky, go ahead. Tiny, let me tell you what you can do. You get your ass in one of your cars and take your ass to the south side of Atlanta and knock on Candy damn door and ask her ass for $60,000 dollars. <laughs> like, Tiny, I love you to death, and you get it right most times in my book, and, and I find Tiny to be a very emotionally intelligent person. Yes. But, Tiny, this has got to be one of the most tone-deaf requests that any celebrity can make between you, Trey, and uh, uh, T.I., y'all y'all can't scrape up to $60,000. Apparently, this man ain't your friend as deep as you say he is, and you don't care about he and his family that damn much if you ain't willing to put up what it takes to get him out of jail. Y'all have that. That's lightweight for y'all. And in addition to that, if you know this man and Trey knows this man and he's security, that means that he probably walks around in these celebrity circles doing security. Why don't you get on a telephone and call all the people he did security for and y'all each put in five or $10,000? Tiny, you got, I'm sure listening to my voice right now, you got on a $10,000 pocketbook. So reach down in your person, you and T.I. do it. I just think this is weird. And it kind of shows that you ain't as close to Buddy as you say you is, that you ain't even willing to put up your own money, which is pennies to you. I understand that 60000 is a lot, but it's pennies to you to get them out. Now, $60,000 is a lot even to rich people. I'm going to go ahead and say that out the gate. And I'm going to say um, this is something that I would do for someone that I didn't really know. You know, because people have asked me many times, hey, my cousin needs this. Can you can you post this? Repost my GoFundMe. Yeah. Or I'll do that for a stranger, and maybe I'll throw a little something in there, not a lot, because I don't know you like that, and I'll be in the hundreds, not in the thousands, if I don't know you. Um, I actually think it's sad that she's kind of catching stray because I think her heart is in the right place. I do think Tiny does get it right a lot, like you say. I think her heart was in the right place. But this shouldn't even be on Tiny or T.I. 
This is Trey Song's responsibility 100%. If he got in trouble for defending you over in Dubai while protecting you and working for you, you should have some kind of insurance or you should be taking care of this. I would never allow an assistant of mine or security of mine to go to jail and to be stuck in another country and be sentenced without me being like just distraught over it where I'm doing everything I can to get you out of there. This is on Trey Song's Tiny. That's super sweet of you. It is. And it ain't even on you. And you shouldn't be catching these strays. You should not. It's but true. this is Trey Song's responsibility. And with all the secrets that I'm sure your security has had to keep for you, with all the stuff that we keep, we keep, keep running up against our desk, we don't want to really report on. Boy, you better write that check and get your boy out there. I think Trey said, Claudia, that he don't want his name in the court records over in Dubai because they all in the court records over here in the U.S. <laughs> and he just can't be fooled up. He said he can't be fooled up with the courts. On, on on two sides of the world. So, like I tell my friend Trey, all, my other friend Trey, all the time, everybody's rich until it's time to pay the bills. Everyone's rich until it's time to pay bills. Then you really see like what it really is, and you see that it, like the people that really act like they got a lot, you usually don't be having like that. And the people that are quiet, that's usually where their pockets are a lot a lot fuller. And I hope he gets out, especially if he was doing that working for a celebrity. He should not be thrown away like that. Trey, do the right thing. All right, an elderly woman reached a $3 million settlement with Dunkin' Donuts after claiming she suffered third-degree burns when her coffee spills on her lap while in the drive-thru. We kind of talked about a story like this earlier. What are your thoughts on this settlement, Al? I don't think it was enough. Honestly, I don't think it's enough. First of all, let me find out that this is the new lick. We got Panera Bread, we got McDonald Nugget Lady, and now we have the Dunkin' Donut hot, hot coffee. Um, the sad part in this story was that it was an elderly woman. She was 70 years old and the coffee spilled in her groin area. So it, it landed on like her abdomen, her groin area and her legs. And it burned her so much that she had to learn how to rewalk again. And that is what threw me over that $3 million wasn't enough because 200,000 had to go to her medical, her medical bills, but she had to do a skin graft. A uh, million dollars had to go to her lawyer. So it's only leaving her about a million and a half. She's deformed and she had to learn how to walk again. I really don't think it's enough. I think she should get a little bit more. So was the water harder than usual? Is that why she's, is that why it's negligence on their behalf? Is, was it harder than normal? Was it the normal temperature of, cause that's what I wonder about this. Like these kind of cases, yes, horrific, right? But I wonder about that. Cause I know if I make hot tea with boiling hot water, I'm not putting it in my lap. It's nowhere. It's going into the cup holder, right? So I was wondering, is it was it excessively hot? How does I'm it assuming use? it had to be excessively hot in order for her to have to get skin grafts, mm -hmm. right? To 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 disconnect the ab meat from the growing meat from the leg meat. I'm assuming it has to be really really hot. And like it said, she had to relearn to walk, Claudia. So I'm assuming that this was extremely severe. Mm -hmm. All right, Q. What do you think? Well, you know, it's also worth mentioning, too, that they said that, you know, a large part of the negligence was the fact that the lid was not placed on Got the it. cup properly. Y'all remember the first time we heard this in 1997 with the McDonald's case. But I'm going to tell y'all what's going to happen. Honestly and truthfully, if I worked in the risk management division of any corporate franchise right now, uh, effective immediately, our new mandate would be we issuing Yahoo's lukewarm coffee. Right. That, that literally yeah. would just be the company's mandate that we're we're issuing lukewarm coffee um to completely mitigate this because to your point, Claudia, was the water excessively hot? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I mean, hot coffee period as it comes from seven eleven. You pour you understand elderly people, their skin is crepey and it's thin. Thigh meat in between your legs, that meat is sensitive. I think regular ass coffee from 7-Eleven is hot enough to burn you if you, if it gets on your clothes and sits on your skin long enough. So I think we're probably going to see a trend where companies now start decreasing the temperature of the, the hot products that they serve. So that's why I want to turn. So that that, may, that makes sense that the lid wasn't on. That's definitely their negligence. Because if you hand me something that's already hot and then the lid is loose, then that's your fault. But if it's what coffee is usually at, I'm like, hmm, okay. All right. All right. I feel you. Great points, fellas. Now, besides throwing a little shade, we like to keep y'all informed on important issues that are impacting our culture. As we are entering into the holiday season, COVID-19 cases are spiking and health experts revealed 
that reinfection in black people can lead to chronic health issues. What are your thoughts on this information? And I cannot go through this again. Al, what you think? Well, we know African-Americans historically have disproportionate diagnosed with chronic disease, asthma, not good with COVID, high blood pressure, not good with COVID, uh, diabetes, not good with COVID. And the sad part is they are saying about a million people in the United States passed from COVID-related disease, I mean, COVID-related uh, deaths, and over or close to 160,000 of those deaths were from African-Americans. So. I say we need to be a little bit more serious, take it a little bit more serious. And with this resurgence, we probably gonna have to break out those masks, especially if you have these underlying conditions. So if you know you have diabetes, you know you have asthma, you know you have high blood pressure, do the right thing, be safe and sorry. Let's put that mask back on so that our community can continue to be healthy and strong. All right, Q, what are your thoughts? You know, I think Al is 100% right. And I just want to send a, you know, a message to our community. So many times, unless it's plastered across the news or everybody's in a frenzy, we tend to not take things like this serious, right? We went through COVID, the world is open back up. And I'll even speak for me. I, I was at the uh, Walgreens the other day and a person had a mask on. I was like, girl, why you got a damn mask on? If you still got a damn mask on at this point, you need to just stay your ass in the house until I realized what was going on. And y'all, we do have to do a better job being better global citizens and looking out for our health. If you have health issues, quiet as a scap, uh, really quickly, a friend of mine, grandmother was 105 years old. Now, granted, she was going to die anyway pretty soon. But my friend got COVID because uh, she, you know, gave it to the grandma. The grandma went in the hospital. You know, she came out of the hospital with the COVID, but never quite recovered mm-hmm. and died, y'all. So we, we've got to be good global citizens and be responsible and do our part in protecting everyone from COVID. Especially, yeah, like I think a lot of times we don't feel like it affects us directly, but I lost a, a cousin that was like only like 54 years old, a, a healthy looking young man, but he had some long issues early in his life. And that hit close to home. And I still haven't been as diligent as I should be. And this is a nice reminder that we should all probably take it more seriously. All right, y'all coming up, keep it locked because coming up next, find out which rapper is a fan of Donald Trump's antics. And later Jay-Z finally addresses the infamous debate on social media. Let's talk about it when we return. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. Punky just got cussed out by our director, Mike Kael. He said a real aggressive. Because <laughs> we be talking on the break like bad students, and they be counting us in, and we just be talking. He was like, eight, <laughs> seven. And I'm over here talking about how I'm trying to order crab legs for dinner. <laughs> and you know, Joyce had to jump in, talking about give me a cluster. <laughs> All right, y'all. It seems like Kodak Black is remaining loyal to Donald Trump after he was pardoned on a weapons conviction back in 2019. The rapper said, yeah, I bleep with that boy. We ain't even got to talk too much about that bleep. Kodak also mentioned that he would give Trump $1 million hypothetically, to show his appreciation. Any thoughts on this story? Who would like to go first on speaking on Kodak Black's intellect? Well, this is the first time to me he's made sense. Heck, if you got me out of prison, because he was supposed to serve four years, he only served a year. If you got me out of prison for out of prison three years early, I would support him too. I don't know if I would give him a million dollars, but right. Yeah. Q. I mean, I, I listen, I, I'm with Al. I 100% agree with Kodak. You know what I'm saying? You a street dude, not, not a high level of political intelligence or social issue intelligence. And Donald Trump got you out of prison. That's all you're focused on. You know what I'm saying? So his, his stance is correct. But what troubled me more was the about this interview was the fact that I think it never should have aired in the first place. Yes. Kodak Black was clearly under the influence of something or several somethings. And I think that we have already discussed in black media long enough 
that we have a social responsibility to look out for our brothers and our sisters, especially when they're going through addiction issues. You, you do not put them up on a, on, on a platform, you know, do the interview and then record and put them out there, look, making them look bad. So if, if I love Noriega them and I love drink champs, yeah, it's great. But shame on y'all for even putting out this interview, further adding to the negative perception of Kodak Black. Y'all should have covered y'all brother versus exploiting him. No, what I find funny about these rappers is um, black men that line up to support Donald Trump. I just feel bad for, listen, not saying that everyone that supports him is being used in their pawn. Then no, you're free to support whoever you want for whatever your reasons are. But I feel like knowing him and the stuff he used to say to me about black men specifically, I just, it just really irks me to see it. Like, I'd be like, no, no, the stuff he used to say, like I stopped dealing with him being his friend because of the stuff he said about black men specifically. And it's really frustrating that all the things that they thought Obama would be doing, right? Oh, the, the, the white house going to be so ghetto and so this and so that you got Trump getting off all kinds of felons and rocking with people, you know, he don't rock with in real life and just like doing stuff for clout. It's just ironic to me, the irony, but okay. Anyone that's taken political advice from Kodak Black, bless your heart. As they say in the South, right? Bless your heart. Okay. Bless your heart. Coming up, Jay-Z addresses the 500 K or dinner with Jay debate on social media. Stay close. Welcome back. All right, soulmates, listen up. We're looking for some more super fans to put to the test in a special Halloween edition of The Hot Seat. So go ahead and send us an email with your name and a photo telling us why you're a TGIF super fan to TGIF at TV. Also, if you're interested, if you like your Halloween costume to be featured in our Halloween version of Hit or Miss, make sure you send your name, hometown, and a photo of your costume to TGIF at foxhole.tv. And I like to suggest, once again, y'all can dress up as us if you like. That'd be kind of cute. I think that'd be cute. All right, let's get back to some topics. Jay-Z finally dressed the 500K or dinner with Jay debate on CBS Mornings with Gail King. The rapper said, I would take the money. Yeah, you've got all the wisdom in the music for 1099. That's a bad deal. I wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Take the 500,000, go and buy some albums and listen to the albums. It's all there. All right, what are your thoughts on his response? Uh, Funky, it's going to be first. Listen, Jay-Z didn't become no billionaire being a fool, and I love what he's saying. He's saying anything I can tell you, I've already laid my whole life down on wax. He said the wisdom is in the music, and even if it wasn't in the music, it's in Barnes & Noble somewhere in the damn book or it's somewhere on a college damn campus. There, let, let me tell you something. Jay-Z is great. Warren Buffett are great. All of these people like this are great, but they are not the only people on the planet that possess the knowledge that they have. I'd have took them $500,000, and then I'd have took 10 of it and went and got me some resources or some classes or some books or some damn seminars and been sitting up on the rest of my damn money to hell with sitting somewhere with Jay-Z with $500,000 is on the line. I can't believe this is even a debate, you know? Uh, Al, what do you think? I agree with Funky on this one. Give me, show me the money. <laughs> it's time for me to go home. <laughs> Here he go again. It's that buttery Chardonnay, I think. All right. Oh, gosh. No, but seriously, $500,000. Seriously, what would we actually talk about? Okay, let's think about it. All right. So if I was in the music industry, if I was maybe a rapper or maybe an artist, I would take the meeting, right? Because he really does have the wherewithal to set you up with the best producers, the best songwriters, the best studios, the best acoustics, if he chooses to after meeting with you and he thinks you're talented. That I get. For someone like me, I mean, there's not a whole lot, right, that he could actually do that I couldn't take the money and go get done for less than a third of the price. Right. What if you take the meeting with Jay-Z, he meets you, he's like, I'm good. It just walks off. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I ain't got time for this. Or sit up with you and talk about his kids all day long. Oh, you don't get right. And again, any knowledge that he's going to give you with that type of money, you can seek out that knowledge elsewhere. Exactly. Yeah. All right, tell a woman is facing backlash on social media after she tweeted, as a man, if you sucking toes, sucking bleeps, and sucking nipples, 
why not just suck a little bleep? One person wrote, her mama stood by the microwave a lot when she's pregnant with her. <laughs> another, another person wrote, when did sucking on a woman's body part equal to sucking on something that a woman doesn't even have? I agree with that. What are your thoughts on this post, Al? What do you think? I think she, who the hell was she? Maybe she was talking to Dwight Howard. What do you mean? I mean, didn't, you know, according to the last reports about this person he was with, <laughs> there was a whole lot of sucking going on. Mm, not allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Was he, suck, was he the sucker or the sucky, allegedly? The paper said he was a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't no allegedly. That's what the paper said. Okay? And, and he that's said what, today. That's what the court paper said. Right. Yeah. And he said today, stay out of his bedroom because what happens in his bedroom in his house is his business. Oh, and he took it a step further and said, where I put my wood is my business. Hmm. But this ain't about the white. Where Miss Kitty put her wood. <laughs> See, this is why I said earlier I knew the stories that I don't have the emotional intelligence to speak on. And look how we just talked about this other story. And we look how Dwight caught all these strangles. All because of this lady and her dog on tweet. Dwight, when you get mad, cuss out Al. He the one who put your name in this because it's about this lady and this tweet. This lady, I mean. Clearly, she can't believe what's coming out of her mouth, and she got exactly what she wanted, some virality and people, you know, people talking. It's not the same unless, unless you are a bona fide bisexual person. If you're a bona fide bisexual person, and yes, licking a woman all over her body and licking a man all over his body, it's the same damn difference. But if you are, are a heterosexual person, this makes absolutely no sense, and many people would find it repulsive and disgusting. I think it was a silly thing to say, like I, I, kind of a emotion, like immature thing to say. Knowing doggone well that she wouldn't date a dude, the same woman who wouldn't date a dude if she found out he was licking bleep and going with her at the same time. Mm. Do y'all like your nipple sucks? I do. I do. I do. But my neck is my spot, though. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like everything. If so. you want my, if you want my whole check. Come up from behind and get me right here. Oh yeah. Ooh, you get everything I own. Yeah, oh, Claudia, you want that check? Every, you will get everything I own. <laughs> oh, all Dwight Howard have to do is to get you right here in that neck right there. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? He done told us it's none of our business. I'm gonna let that be between y'all. Okay. Don't he, he be in Florida, don't he? Uh, I do. I'll be in Florida. Too. No, no, but let me go on. Let me go on. <laughs> <laughs> we have covered so many crazy stories this week. So we like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our tea bag of the week. Okay. All right, y'all. Our tea bag of the week goes to. We need a drum roll, I think. Young Jock. <laughs> what do you have to say about the honorary tea bag of the week? Now, I don't pick this. This is, you know, been voted on a panel that we have a, a Fox Soul panel that we have a secret panel, secret ballot. Uh, what do y'all think about this? Who wants to go first? Whoever wants to go first. I mean, I'll go first. Uh, listen, you know, th there seems to be a lot of debate online about, you know, it's his choice. It's his choice. And if he's not comfortable, he's not comfortable. And I'm not even here to argue that point because I agree with it. I 100% agree with it. But here is why I feel he deserves to be the teabag of the week. Number one, you live, you, number one, you live in Atlanta. Just your whole, and the whole reality entertainment industry in Atlanta is inundated with nothing but the gays. That's number one. Number two, you have a local radio talk show in Atlanta. Number three, you're on social media, you're on Love and Hip Hop. And number four, overall, you're a celebrity. We all know with the slightest bit of media training, what things we are to say and what things we are not to say, regardless of how we feel. It's a lot of opinions and thoughts I have about a lot of things. Like I would love to sit up here and really talk to y'all about Israel and the Palestine. Okay. But I know there are just certain things we just can't do or maybe should not do because of people's sensitivities. And that's where I give Jock the teabag of the week. 
Be a little more emotional intelligent to understand how your words are going to affect certain people's sensitivities and necessarily do not need. All right, Al, what are your thoughts? Um, I think, you know, I went back because a lot of people have been posting that he actually have done um, LGBTQ type. But with the women. So, you know, with the black men, that's different. Right. And then we also I did. I watched the whole interview and the interview was, uh, you know, it was taken a little bit out of context. But I'm like, Q, I mean, he should know better, especially living in Atlanta, especially being an entertainer, especially knowing that everyone you can't alienate different groups. Um, as an entertainer, as a television personality, and also as a budding engineer and talk show host on his own radio station. Um, you have every right to turn down whatever booking you want to, and you don't even have to explain the reason. But again, being in the media, uh, being on the radio, having a really, actually a really good and successful show in mm -hmm. a place that I have a really huge gay population. And it's kind of shooting yourself in the foot for a hypothetical. It wasn't even the thing that he was offered. It was a hypothetical. It was a hypothetical. Right. I think they were talking about somebody else. Um, I will say this. I'm not going to like give you too much beef, young Jock, because I, I, again, it was a hypothetical. It's not even even a reality. But 250 to host work or be at any event with people that are coming to see me perform that actually got love for me. I think that's why uh, you're getting the teabag from me because I'm like, mm, you better Claudia, take that money. And Claudia, with what Mona they'll pay over there at VH1, and what radio currently pays now, which is absolutely nothing. You worked in radio. I currently work in radio. Young John telling a goddamn put a face mask on or eye shield and say, meet me at the club. It's going down. Even if he had to do it like that, he gonna take them 250 as if he is such a hot demand. He just got random 250s laying around. You know what, now that I think about it, Young Jock, since you so rich, and you can afford to turn down 250 from a gay booking. Tiny people, tiny people. <laughs> Y'all go ride at a young jock house and knock on his damn door and ask him for $60,000 to get Trey Song's security guard out of Dubai prison because he's sitting up on so much money that he can discriminate against the gays and not perform for the little measly, little measly 250. <laughs> Until you get on syndicated radio, Jock, you can't really turn that down now. Syndication, you're getting them seven figures. All right, y'all. Listen, that was a fun show. I hope y'all have a good weekend. Y'all gonna behave this weekend or what you gonna do? Yeah, what y'all doing? Halloween. Uh, I'm chilling. Uh, my housekeeper came to clean my house. I mean, baby, she cleaned this house down to the damn ground, baby. Okay, my, I, I had cleaned my house in four weeks because my foot was messed up. My house feels like club bed. I'm finna lay around in the flimsiest pair of basketball shorts that oh, I got damn. all weekend and get my inner sexy on. All right, and Al, we'll be looking forward to those Halloween pictures. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for joining me. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Street Flavor. We'll see you back next week. Have a good weekend.